5: Hello and welcome to episode six hundred and fifty four of the Vison Market Insights podcast. I'm your host, Josh Applebaum. What is going on, everyone? Happy thirsty Thursday, but more importantly, after a long, long, excruciatingly long wait, the NFL is back, baby. We have opening night of the NFL season twenty twenty two. Felt like last night was Christmas Eve and today's Christmas Day or maybe the eighth day of Hanukkah or whatever kind of holiday you celebrate. Feeling good about the NFL returning. It just kind of uh, shows you guys that the NFL season is here. It's upon us. And get ready. There's 272 total games in the NFL season and number one starts tonight. So I have a full breakdown here on the opener, the Buffalo Bills and the Los Angeles uh, Rams. Some really interesting data that we're seeing behind this game. So I'm going to give you a breakdown as well as my play on tonight. I do have one bet in Major League Baseball. It's kind of a small slate here, but I'm looking at one game that I really like for tonight, along with the WNBA, a winner-take-all Game 5 between the sun and the sky. I do have a play here on the side. And then to finish up the pod today, guys, I'm going to share with you three college football bets. So I'm also going to update you on some NFL numbers, uh, two numbers that I think right now are falling, which we've mentioned throughout the week. But again, might be your last chance here on a Thursday before it falls off a key number. But I can't wait to finish up the pod talking college football because there are three games in college football that I think are so sharp, I split my uh, my finger open and started bleeding all over my keyboard, including one in particular that may be the biggest pros versus Joe's bets versus dollar discrepancy that I have seen in a long, long while. And then another contrarian play with a team that's only getting like 8% of bets in the most heavily bet game of the weekend. So excited to finish up the pod talking some college football. But a big day. Football's back, baby. We did it. We're here. And hopefully... This is the start of a really good season. Uh, Looking back toward yesterday, guys, started off great and then tailed off late. It was kind of frustrating. Three and three overall. We got three hot dogs. uh, We should have had more than that. We should have had five. We were three and three minus 0.98 units. Uh, Again, with some of these minus numbers, gave uh, about a unit back to the house. Got Colorado to start the day. Uh, thanks to the uh, the Brewers there for getting a couple runs late, we were able to cash our over eleven and a half early. Got Tampa Bay a one nothing win over my Red Sox. Got Philly. Remember that was a value play, but not a sharp play. Well then Baltimore lost, and I'm like, okay, three and one, we're okay. We just need one more of these to you know to have a winning night. St Louis man, Cardinals, what are you doing? That game was I think one nothing through like seven innings. Then they score a million runs, and we lose our under uh, eight or under seven and a half. So that one is rough. And then just as that game is is losing, we have Emmanuel Classe, who's one of my favorite closers in baseball, blowing the save opportunity there uh, for Cleveland against Kansas City. So with Cleveland dropping and that St. Louis uh, – over flying over after again it was a one nothing game maybe that was some payback for the other night when we had houston under seven and a half and they score a million runs early and nothing late but again that's a microcosm of betting guys you know depending on how a game starts you might feel okay this isn't good or this is great but you got to stick with it you got to keep grinding it because when you're looking good you're never, you're never safe, and when you're looking bad, you're never quite dead. But either way, guys, tough beats there last night with that St. Louis under and with Cleveland. But that's okay. We're going to see if we can get back uh, to our winning ways today. And, again, I am pumped for the NFL, for college football, WNBA, MLB. We got a lot going on today, guys, and I'm excited to break down it all with you today. Uh, on a big episode of the Market Insights pod. So uh, reminder, we do have Morning Bets. That is uh, my new podcast coming to you uh, pretty much every morning around 6.30 a.m. It gets released, and it's going to give you a 10 to 15-minute synopsis of the biggest line moves, biggest games, everything to you know that day. So Morning Bets is out. It's on Spotify, it's on Apple, uh, it's on Google, it's pretty much everywhere. So uh, if you haven't heard about it, again, no betting across America anymore, but my, uh, my um, I don't know, my my efforts have shifted to the morning bets pod and I'm starting to get excited about it, starting to find my groove uh, because, again, it's kind of a, a different short pod and it's not the long, long-form pod like Market Insights where we're just a bunch of buddies hanging around a sports book talking about games. Uh, it's kind of more of a quick hitter. So I'm really excited that we've kind of gotten a little bit better each one. And remember, you can wake up to that every morning – Gets released around 6:30 a.m. Eastern time, and then also, guys, uh, before we get into our housekeeping, just a couple things. Number one, I think it's important as a new NFL season starts to kind of just embrace and not pat ourselves on the back, but just be excited about sports betting legalization in America. This was a great tweet from my buddy Ben Fox uh, it came out today, but uh, he said the number of U.S. states with legal and operational sports betting by NFL season opener back in 2017. Again, 2017, that wasn't a lifetime ago. That was just a few years ago. There was one legal state with online with uh with mobile, online, in-person betting. We all know what it was, Nevada. 2018, pass was overturned, we had 5 legal states by NFL week 1. 2019, we had 13. 2020, we had 18. 2021, we had 26, and this year there are 31. And remember, this is legal and operational. So its I think it's more like 36, 37 states like mine, Massachusetts, Ohio, uh, Kansas. These states um, are, are about to legalize here pretty soon. But we went from one state in 2017 to now 31 just a few years later. So again, uh, it's great to see this hashtag let us bet. Trend really take over the country, and I I will be uh, continuing to pound you guys. Whether you're uh, Democrat, Republican, Independent, you hate politics, we have a huge vote coming up here in the state of California, uh, Prop Twenty Seven. So make sure you get out and vote. You can vote for nothing else, and I don't care who you vote for, your political affiliation. If you're listening to this pod, you want to bet on sports. And I don't need to tell you how important California would be as the biggest domino by far to legalize sports betting. So hopefully that's the next big one here uh, coming up. But with that being said, guys, before we dive into all of our bets for tonight, if you haven't done it yet, sign up for the VEASAN newsletter, which is now called the VEASAN Daily. Just go to VEASAN.com slash newsletter, plug in your email, and then every day... You wake up to great sports betting content. So we started today's newsletter obviously with the Bills and the Rams. Uh, we have some takes on this game. We have some best bets. Uh, we have some great breakdowns with our bet splits. I have my uh, my sharp report for tonight's game as well. But then also you get tons of great content every day. All of our best bets articles, promos for legal sports books, all of our uh, links to our Veasan Pro benefits, our tools, picks and tips. Uh, as well as a bunch of different strategies and information you need to wake up every day and start thinking about sports betting. So sign up for free. It costs you nothing. It's VEASAN.com slash newsletter. Uh, And, of course, in the newsletter you'll have that link to the Morning Bets podcast at the top of the newsletter. So excited to see that there every day. Then if you're looking to take that next step in your sports betting journey, become a VEASAN All Access member. It's less than 70 cents a day. And if you're betting on sports, again, a good craftsman never blames his tools. This is good, good 70 cents, probably the best $0.70 that you're ever going to spend here. Again, we're never going to guarantee you a winner or a lock. There's no such thing. Betting is hard. We're honest about it. But what we are going to do is give you the best intel, information, advice, uh, and and really kind of um, the thought process from respected bettors how to approach each game. So that's what we can guarantee you. Great information to help you make the smartest bet that you can. But become a member. You'll get all of our pro tools, all the best bets, uh, a live stream of all the VEASAN shows, everything behind the paywall. And remember, we've kind of changed a lot here at VEASAN going into this football season. So really what we're doing is is giving you a ton of great information and content once you become a member. So once you become a member, you get everything here uh, that I've mentioned. So again, VEASAN.com slash subscribe, give it a shot. Then lastly, get on Twitter. Uh, Twitter is huge for sports betting because sports betting it's not just about you know what side you like but when you got your number it's super important here guys and uh, really with Twitter that's where we find out first about breaking news breaking injuries things that could affect our bet uh, and that's where we want to go first get that info and then hopefully you know get down at a book that is slow moving and hasn't adjusted yet. So Twitter's a great resource, following local beat reporters, creating a gambling community. Make sure you follow at the Mothership, and you can follow me at Josh underscore insights. You can always DM me or shoot me an email. Questions, comments, suggestions. Got to get referred to a new sportsbook. You need an app to track your bets. Whatever it may be, you hit me up, and I'll try to guide you in the right direction the best way that I can. So with that being said, uh, after a 3-3 three and three night, again, I'm really uh, still still annoyed by uh, that Cleveland you know, kind of lost there late and that under uh, getting blown up there in the St. Louis Cardinals game. Also, I guess the only thing to make me feel better, uh, what if you're on both the under like us in St. Louis and also if you're on the Washington Nationals who were a big dog and blew that late. Imagine if you had both of those. That would hurt even more. Uh, but anyway, guys, let's start off today's pod talking the big one, the big boy. You know what it is. It's the NFL season opener, Buffalo Bills and Los Angeles Rams. So tonight's opener starts at 8.20 p.m. Eastern Time. Uh, just a couple things uh, to set the stage here, and I'll give you my play for tonight. Uh, but if you take a step back, remember, you can bet win totals uh, throughout the year. They'll be adjusted, but if you want to get down on some of these win totals, you probably want to do it before Week 1 starts. So this is kind of last call for both teams. Uh, the Bills have an over a 11 and half win total, the highest of any team this year. Over minus 140. Uh, so I am on the over 11 and a half. I do have this uh, Bills team to win 12 games or more. I'm also on the Bills minus 225 to win the AFC East. I didn't bet them Super Bowl. They're plus 600. And also Josh Allen is the favorite to win the MVP at plus 650. Uh, now looking at the Rams, obviously the uh, defending champs here. Uh, they have a 10 and a half win total, but it's minus 110 both sides. At one point it was juiced up under, so I gotta believe a little bit of over money came in there. I do lean over ten and a half, but I was wary of maybe some regression. I do, I did take the Rams though plus 140 to win their division, to win that uh, that NFC West, and the 49ers are right behind them. But uh, to me, the play there is the Rams. But we've been talking about this game for quite a while, guys, probably a week or more. And really, what I get excited about is is kind of that late movement, or uh, once you get to game day, all the prep you put in. You know, is it starting to go the other way? Is it staying where it's at? Has there been an adjustment? Uh, I'm going to go Los Angeles Rams in this one, guys. I'm taking the plus two and a half with the Rams. I could also see a teaser opportunity here. Remember, we got to train our brains to keep thinking about these teasers and these key numbers. If you talk to a wise guy, uh, really their favorite play is not a 20-team teaser, a 10-team teaser. It's that two-team teaser, six points. Very simple. The goal is to get close to minus 120 odds as you can. It used to be closer to minus 110. Now, the juice on that two-team six-point teaser has gotten higher and higher because it's kind of a a good, successful bet. So, basically, the books are making you pay a higher price here. But uh, that could be an opportunity. Rams 2.5, go up to 8.5, go through 3, go through 7. And I was looking at um, the Dallas Cowboys, taking them 2.5 up to 8.5. That's another primetime dog coming up Sunday night. But... Looking at this game from one of two directions. Like, if you like Buffalo, I can't blame you. You know, the Bills have the highest win total. They're the favorite two in the Super Bowl. They're laying a very short number here. Uh, but I would say if you like Buffalo, you know, I'd only go money line here. I'm not going to lay a two and a half. You're kind of getting the worst of the number. You could make a case that, you know, Buffalo at minus 135 has some value because Buffalo is getting the line movement. You know, the guys, this game opened kind of a pick 'em. I keep calling it a virtual pick 'em because I saw some openers, Bills minus one or Rams minus one. But what has evolved over the summer and has continued is that this is a huge public play to the Buffalo Bills. Now, got to admit, the line went to Buffalo. So whether it was a pick'em plus one, minus one, it's now Bills minus two and a half. So if you're laying the two and a half with the Bills, yes, you're with the line movement, but you're kind of getting the worst of it. Um, And really what uh, kind of makes me, you know, not take Buffalo here is that they're a huge public play and most heavily bet game of the year so far. So everyone's so excited to bet NFL. It's a primetime game. Everyone's on Buffalo tonight, guys. They're getting across the market around 70% of spread bets. So you walk into a bar, everyone's got a Josh Allen jersey tonight, sweating Buffalo. Yeah, you got to take the Bills, circle the wagons. They're only laying two and a half, take it all day. Again, Bills could roll, Bills could win. uh, But to me, all value is on the Rams at this point. I'm not going to be with the public laying the worst of the number in a heavily bet primetime game. So uh, a couple things that why I like the Rams here and why I'm on the Rams plus two and a half. Number one, Despite this 70% of bets hammering Buffalo, the line really won't go to three. It just, it, it's not happening. Despite heavy betting on Buffalo, why aren't we up to minus three? That To me, that's a good sign for the Rams because the odds makers, despite taking in all this action on Buffalo, they're unwilling to go to three for fear of giving out a key number plus three to the Rams at home. So anytime you see heavy betting but it won't move to the key number, to me that's very notable. It tells me that there's some uh, you know, liability there on that dog number. Then also, just from a contrarian inflated line standpoint, the Rams are only getting 30% of bets in an extremely heavily bet game. So betting against the public just from a contrarian angle, Rams are a great opportunity tonight. Who do you think the odds makers are rooting for? If the Bills win in cover, they're going to get cleaned out tonight. They're rooting for the Rams. and When you're a contrarian better you, you learn to root for the house um, because, again, the house always wins and you're playing that long game. So not only are you a super contrarian play tonight, you also have an inflated line value. Again, you're opening at a pick 'em. Now you're getting 25 also, I have a ton of bet systems here on the Rams, guys. Week one dogs. They were 12 and 4 ATS last year, we all remember. Uh, and they've been good, you know, over the last five, six years. Since 2016, week one dogs are 53 and 39 against the spread, 58%. That would match with the Rams. Uh, also, primetime dogs. In primetime, you get even more public betting than usual. So kind of, you know, betting on that gross dog in primetime has a lot of value. They're 60 and 42 against the spread, 59% the last couple of years. Sean McVay. Uh, It's not often he's a dog, but he's 9-6 against the spread as a dog in his career. So I think, you know, McVay, when he won a Super Bowl, you know, you're kind of the the new top dog here in the NFL, but you're getting disrespected. I think you can kind of play that angle if you're McVay tonight. Then also a dog who made the playoffs last year. If you made the playoffs last year and you're a dog tonight, those teams are 156 and 114 against the spread, 58% uh, over the last four years here. So another angle that I looked at. Uh, Super Bowl winner from the previous year in week one. They're 19 and three straight up uh, since uh, 2000. And they're also 13, 7, and 2 against the spread. Meanwhile, Sean McVay, 5 and 0 against the spread in week one. Uh, So you add it all up, guys. We have everyone pounding the Bills. So just from a contrarian angle, I kind of automatically go Rams here. But as we always talk about, you know, contrarian only gets you so far. It's a good foundation, but you really need some indication of sharp action. So that tells me sharp action. Uh, you know, kind of in the, the fact that it won't go to three and, you know, you're kind of getting a little buyback there. Uh, but also, um, you're contrarian heavily bet game. We have all these betting system matches, guys, everyone on Buffalo, give me Rams plus two and a half. My play is Rams plus two and a half. That's what I'm sweating tonight. And again, you could go teaser here, take them to eight and a half, pair them with Dallas. Now I don't have a play on the total. I was leaning a little bit toward the under it opened 52. It actually got up to 53 and a half at one point. Came back down to 52, and there was one book when I went to bed last night that was at 51.5. Uh, about 60% of bets are on the over. We do have primetime unders, 86 and 62, 58% overall the last three years. I didn't play it. It was a lean for me. One thing I'm a little worried about, uh, illegal contact. There, there's been an emphasis on this uh, this penalty here. So what if these you know officials are flag happy? That worries me, and that would benefit an over. I'll root for anyone on the under. Public heavy over, primetime under here, kind of a line freeze. But my one play tonight, guys, let's go Rams plus two and a half. Let's make it easy. Win the damn game. And also, guys, when you get the defending champs at home, super contrarian as a dog getting points. It just doesn't happen too often. So – Bills could roll. Who knows? But uh, to me, the value is all on the Rams. So that's why I'm taking the Rams plus two and a half tonight. Now, quick update here with a couple NFL games before we take a short break and get to a big WNBA play for tonight and then an MLB play and then some insane college numbers that I got to share with you. You're going to fall off your chair when you hear these. Uh, But I wanted to give you an update on just a couple NFL games. Uh, My Patriots. I feel like every day I'm glued to this Patriots number. Um, You know, it opened like, you know Miami minus three at home. It actually got down to two and a half throughout the summer. Back up to three. It got up to three and a half. Uh, and I took the Patriots plus three and a half. I'm glad I did because I took it three and a half yesterday with the hook. look today; it's still three and a half. But if you pay a little bit closer attention, a lot of these Patriots plus three and a halves are juiced up minus one fifteen. Like it may get back down to three. So that's good buyback. Like we could be getting back down to three. If you like the Patriots, like me, I'd grab the hook right now. This could end up uh, closing as a three. Uh, point spread. And if Pats lose by three, you want to cash with a hook. And again, that will be all those matches, including the best system that I have. Uh, those divisional uh, road dogs in week one, 22 and eight against the spread, 73%. Uh, the other play that I'm still liking, and uh, maybe you want to bet this one now, Pittsburgh. I've been you know banging the drum of Pittsburgh for probably over a week now at this point. But if you look at the Steelers, they're on the road at Cincinnati. Around 70% of bets are on Joe Burrow at home. But the Bengals open 6.5. They've stayed 6.5. So that's a line freeze. Why hasn't this line gone to 7 or 7.5 if you have such heavy betting on the Bengals at home? It's because there's liability here in Pittsburgh. And what I like about this one is that I'm seeing some juice movement back down to 6 toward Pittsburgh. It's not back down to 6. It's still 6.5. But kind of like that New England number, that 6.5 is juiced up toward the road dog. Uh, It's plus six and a half, minus one fifteen for Pittsburgh. So this may get down to six again. Pittsburgh loses by six. You want to cash with the hook. I think this is what you got to look at throughout the week, guys. You kind of identify a game like it's kind of process of elimination. One thing I learned from Michael Lombardi is you know eliminate games that you want no part of, uh, and then when you look games that you kind of like, you know bookmark them, look at them throughout the week, keep an eye on the juice movement, the line movement, and it's never a perfect answer of should I bet it now or wait. Uh, but it is something that you want to kind of monitor throughout the week and just once you get a sign of, hey, I like this team, now the juice is starting to go my way, okay, hit it now because it's probably going to fall. That's kind of the way that I approach this stuff. Uh, I would also mention real quick Detroit and Philly, uh, still liking Detroit plus four at home. That's still a line freeze with majority on Philly, at the line really not moving off of four. But really it's Pittsburgh and New England that if you like them, you probably want to get them now because those hooks might be leaving us before we know it. Uh, but long story short, let's go Rams, baby! Win the damn game, make it easy on us. Uh, that about does it for the first half of the pod here, guys. Don't go anywhere. Uh, we got much more to get to when we return. We got a huge WNBA game tonight. I know no one's talking WNBA, but it's a decisive game five, and I see two sharp moves, and I'm gonna I'm gonna take one of them. I do have one bet in Major League Baseball, and then again, as I mentioned before, when I give you these college football numbers on a couple of these th- of these teams, you're gonna be like, "What is going on here?" And if you're a contrarian better like me. This is about as good as it gets in terms of percentages. So do not go anywhere, guys. Going to finish up strong with MLB, WNBA, and a little college football. And we return on episode 654 of the VEASAN Market Insights Podcast with me, your buddy, your host, the guy you grind and sweat with in the arena approaching betting from a data-driven contrarian angle, your buddy, Josh Applebaum. Stick with us, guys. We will be right back. This episode of Market Insights is brought to you by Yes on Prop 27 and DraftKings. Half the country already knows and allows online sports betting for adults 21 years and older. It's time to let California fans in on the action. There's no good reason that your friends in New York, Chicago, Phoenix, Portland, and Boston can bet online, while Californians are still forced to deal with shady bookmakers. Prop 27 ensures California finally catches up. So vote Yes on Prop 27 in this fall's midterm elections. All right, everyone, we are back at it after a short break where we started off the pod talking about the first NFL game of the year. You love to see it. Officially, football is upon us, guys. I'll be sweating the Rams plus 2.5 tonight. Can't wait to sweat this one with you. Uh, And then we also, uh, looking back toward yesterday, again, I'm still annoyed by Cleveland blowing it and then that total in the St. Louis game flying over, 3-3 and minus 0.98 units, but that's all right. We're going to get back in the green for tonight. So after talking the NFL season opener, Guys, a lot of people don't know this, but there's a huge WNBA game tonight, and I see a lot of value on this one. So I'm going to take a shot here on the spread. Give me the Connecticut Sun getting plus 4.5. So if you haven't been paying attention to the WNBA, uh, this is a do-or-die game five. This is Sun at Sky. Series is tied 2-2. Remember, in the WNBA, uh, it's a best-of-five series, not best-of-seven. So the winner here will face the Las Vegas Aces, who, by the way, are minus 175 to cut down the nets win the WNBA championship and remember on the pod we got down an Aces around plus 210 maybe a week before the uh the postseason started so that's a good sign here but in terms of tonight guys aside from a decisive game game 5 what i'm looking at is some sharp reverse line movement and a little bit of line freeze action in favor of the Connecticut Sun so if you take a step back here the Sun are coming off a blowout win they won like 100 104 to 80 or something like that uh in game 4 and they were down 2 to 1 in the series so they staved off elimination that showed me something what I like about tonight is you have a majority of bets here, uh, not not huge, but you have uh, around 60% of bets on the Chicago Sky at home. Remember, this is Candace Parker. They're the, the defending champs. They're at home. A lot of people are, are banking on the Sky to face off with the Aces here. But despite about 60% of bets on the Sky, Sky Open laying four and a half at home, they're either staying four and a half and a, or a lot of books are down to four. So, majority bets on the Sky, yet the line has fallen a little bit. That tells me some respective money has come in here on the Connecticut Sun. Uh, The Sun do have a pretty good bet split. Uh, At DraftKings, only 41% of bets, but 59% of the money is on Connecticut. Um, and I think this is probably closer, uh, you know, again, I'm not a, I don't set a a model and, you know, spit out the number to you, but this line feels a little bit high because these teams have been pretty competitive. There's been blowouts on both sides. The only thing I'm worried about is a sky blowout win here, but, uh, these are two teams that are pretty evenly matched. So I'm going to take the points in this one. Give me the four and a half. I like that, you know, a couple books are at four and a half, but most of the market is at four. So this is a perfect example of having multiple outs and making sure that you get the book that gives you the best number. So I took the hook on the sun four and a half again public on sky yet line is falling back to the sun classic reverse line move Uh, both these teams are scoring about 86 points a game the difference is the sun they're better defensively 74 points a game versus 79 Uh, and also I was leaning a little bit to the under you know I talked about this one in the morning bets podcast uh, but this total opened 161 and a half it's down to 159 now I do kind of like the tired legs under spot here Uh, again I played it in the last game and it sailed over with the aces Um, but You know, again, you get to Game 5, typically after a grueling series, you're faced with elimination. Maybe you front rim some shots, you chew up the shot clock, you lock down on defense. That makes sense in this decisive Game 5 that the total is falling. It's getting 34% bets but 55% of the money to the under, so that's a pretty good bet split here. I guess I'm laying off because, uh, you know, the Sky can be a good offensive team and I have seen some of these totals that have fallen still fly over. So if you're, you know, gun to the head, I'm going the under here. But to me, in situations like this when like I feel like I have a good edge on the sun on the spread, I don't want to force it and then also bet the under. I'll lean under, um, but I'm not going to play it, and I'm worried that you know, it lands 160, early 161 under and a half better's cash. I lose if I take a bad uh, 159. So I guess the, the difference here is, you know, respective money, Sun respected money under, but we can still kind of get the triggering number with the Sun at four and a half versus again two and a half points off the opener with the total. But that being said, of course I'm going to root for anyone who's on the tired legs under tonight. But my only play, Connecticut Sun plus four and a half with the hook. Let's let's win the game. How about that? Or lose by four or less. Uh, or let's lose by three or less. If anyone can't get the four and a half and they can only get the four, but let's go Sun. Uh, next play for me, guys. Only one game in Major League Baseball that really caught my eye. There's only seven games overall. I didn't want to force anything that wasn't like perfect. I was a little intrigued by Miami as a plus money dog at Philly. It's Sandy Alcantara on the bump. Line really hasn't moved too much, so I'm going to root for anyone on Miami here. Uh, but Miami's been so bad, and Philly uh, is kind of getting healthier. So I ended up laying off that game, but I was close on Miami. My only bet tonight, guys... I'm going the Chicago White Sox. This one is for our buddy Darush, who's a diehard Southsider fan. Uh, But I'm going to back Dylan Cease. This guy's been great. Uh, Chicago White Sox opened on the road around a minus 180 favorite at the Oakland A's. Now they're up to minus 190. So we've seen about 10 cents of steam hit Chicago here. they would matched quite a few systems for me. Uh, Road favorite who made the playoffs opponent didn't, 61%. Non-division road favorite, 61%. Favorite who made the playoffs opponent didn't, 64%. You also have some good correlative betting here where you have the White Sox favored like minus 190 with a total of 7. Now it is 7 over minus 115, so it looks like a little bit of liability to that over. But with a big favorite, you also want a low total. If few amount of expected runs scored, more likely they come from the better team. But this is also a play on Dylan Cease. As I mentioned, he's been great, 13-6 with a 2.13 ERA. He's coming off a complete game shutout against Minnesota. The White Sox won 13-0. He went 9 innings, no runs, 7 Ks. So hopefully, it takes some good, you know, confidence and momentum into tonight's start. Uh, he's facing J.P. Sears. They uh, picked Oakland, picked him up. I believe in the Frankie Montas deal with the Yankees. He's a uh, young lefty here. He's got good numbers: five and one, two point three seven ERA. Uh, and Maureen Chase, if you're still listening, it is a. Woo, woo! Very quiet, you know. Lowercase uh, woo hoo day because it is White Sox against a lefty day. They're only 14 and 16 against lefties this year. Uh, again, last four or five years, I think they're like 65. percent uh, But historically, they do hit lefties well, just not as much this year. Uh, some good angles for Chicago. They're 46 and 40 as a favorite. They're 35 and 32 on the road. Nothing crazy, but profitable in both spots. And also, it's not just a bet on cease, it's a fate of Oakland. They're 43 and 75 as a dog. They're 22 and 45 at home, and they're only 37 and 63 against right handed pitchers. So they've struggled in all three of these spots. Uh, You also have a more well rested bullpen for Chicago. Last three games, their pen has pitched 9.1 innings versus 11.1 innings for Oakland. Uh, And also the bats of Chicago, they're hitting 259 versus only 216 there for Oakland. And also, kind of, you know, apply this motivational angle. I think when you're betting baseball down the stretch last month of the season, you got to know the implications, the stakes for these teams. Um, you know, Oakland's got really nothing to play for. You could say, hey, they're, they can play free, they have no pressure. But they also, you know, are so far down in the standings, have one of the worst records in baseball. It's a team that really isn't motivated to do much versus the White Sox, who, yes, they're maddening. I feel like I always bet them and they never win. Hopefully that changes tonight. Uh, but they have motivation because they're only two games back. As bad as they've been. They're still only two games back of Cleveland in the AL Central. They're tied with Minnesota here, uh, two games back of the Guardians. So hopefully the White Sox uh, will be motivated to play well tonight and get a win for us. So my only play in MLB, give me the White Sox. i got the White Sox at minus 190. Now to the big part of the pod that I've been dying to share with you guys because, you know, when you're a data-driven contrarian better like me, sometimes percentages jump out to you, line moves jump out to you, and you get really excited because sometimes it's just so... So much of a discrepancy and, uh, you know, really kind of says, hey, like, wow, we got a, we got some real good data behind us. You always get excited about a data-driven play that's very, uh, you know, pronounced, I guess I'd say. So the first one that jumped out to me uh, is, and of course no one ever gets rich betting against Nick Saban, but it's Alabama and Texas. What's unbelievable to me in this game, guys, is this is your number one most heavily bet game on Saturday. Uh, it's a 12 o'clock start, Alabama at Texas. Now, if you look across the market, by the way, uh, Alabama, number one team in the country, 1-0. They beat uh, Utah State 55-0. Uh, Texas is 1-0. They beat UL Monroe 52-10. to But this is incredible to me because it's, number one, your most heavily bet game in, of the uh, of the weekend. It's also your most lopsided. Alabama is getting 88% of spread bets at uh, at DraftKings using our VEASAN.com split. So everybody is on Alabama, 88%. Now, when I learned about contrarian betting, guys, it you it's not just percentages, but you need lopsided percentages in the most heavily bet games of the day. So if you want to bet against the public, it makes sense. You got to go to the most public games that are also the most lopsided. So this is the most heavily bet game. Almost nine out of ten bets are on Alabama. But here's where it gets interesting. This line has actually fallen a little bit toward Texas. You know, a lot of these books opened, uh, you know, Alabama laying 20, 20 and a half. It got up to Alabama minus 21. Now it's back down to Bama minus 20 or even Bama laying just 19 and a half. So why is this line falling toward Texas when everybody and their mother is betting on Alabama? Um, I would wait on this one because, you know, these books that are down to 19 and a half, 20, um, I would kind of wait. And to me, this is a, this is a, this is a play on Texas, you know, as, as gross as it sounds, you know, when Alabama wins 42 to 10, you'll be like, why did I take Texas? But as a data-driven play, you are s- insanely contrarian and you're getting this line movement toward Texas but one thing I would mention I'm not going to take a 19 and a half or 20 right now because the key number of 21 is really important and I think if you've bet out Al- if you've bet either on or against Alabama they get a ton of money coming in on game day so I'm wondering if by the time Saturday rolls around Saturday morning could this line creep back up to 21. so I'm gonna hold out for Texas plus 21 I may get it I may not. Uh, but guys, I got to play Texas here. This is, to, is a contrarian better. You giving me most heavily bet game of the day. Team only getting 12% of bets, and they have a line freeze or RLM in their favor. Guys, don't don't laugh. Texas, I'm looking at Texas. Uh, another play that I'm uh, that I'm looking at for this weekend: North Carolina and Georgia State. Uh, this is also a 12 o'clock game on Saturday. Seeing a lot of respected reverse line movement toward Georgia State. So if you look at uh, North Carolina, UNC. They are 2-0 to start the year, and they have scored a a bajillion points, a bazillion points. They beat uh, FAMU 56-24. They had had a shootout win over App State 63-61. So they're scoring a ton of points. They're 2-0. They're looking good. Uh, Meanwhile, Georgia State is 0-1, and they just lost to South Carolina 35-14. They lost by 21. So if everybody – or think of it this way. If North Carolina is rolling so far to start the year, and Georgia State just got rolled in their one game – then why did this line open UNC on the road laying nine and a half, and now the line is down to seven and a half? Some books are even down to seven. This looks like a lot of respected money hitting Georgia State. Uh, again, they're kind of this is like the ultimate buy low, sell high. You know, uh, recency bias where UNC is looking good, Georgia looks terrible, Georgia State. Yet it opens nine and a half North Carolina, and you have uh, across the market around seventy percent of bets laying that number with North Carolina, expecting another you know big offensive explosion and easy cover. So why isn't this line up to UNC minus ten or Tar Heels minus eleven? It's going the other way. It's fallen quite a bit toward Georgia State. So to me, this is a play if you can find a hook on seven and a half. If you lose by seven, you want to cover that number. Again, shop for the best line. I do see some seven and a halves out there. I'm looking at Georgia State uh, getting plus seven and a half with some real good reverse line movement uh, in their favor. And then the last play uh, of the day, or you know, kind of to get us ready for the weekend, the big one. So if I quick drum roll, if you can hear my drum roll. You went USC and Stanford. This was so insane to me. I love Stanford in this matchup. And again, you're going to roll your eyes. And be Like what is wrong with you, Josh? Uh, but let me read to you a tweet that I saw. And then I'm also going to give you an update on kind of the market overall. Uh, if you're looking for a good follow on Twitter, I get a lot of emails from this guy. His name is Max Meyer. He's at the Max Meyer. It's M-E-Y-E-R. Uh, on Twitter. He is a uh, content writer for Caesar sports. So the Caesar sports book takes in a lot of action. He's kind of like my John Ewing for BetMGM. but he tweeted this out. And then I immediately rushed to the, my odds page and, and, and man, I, it was so sharp. I fell off my chair. Uh, so USC at Stanford. Um, number one, this is a seven 30 PM game primetime game Saturday night. So it's a, again, primetime game. Look to go to the dog. But this is unbelievable. Uh, this is a tweet from Max Meyer, again, head guy at Caesar Sports for content. USC opened minus 11.5 at Stanford. Now it's down to minus 8.5. Okay, three point move towards Stanford. This is where it gets interesting. And when you're a data driven guy like me, this is what, what gets you excited. USC has gotten 77% of the tickets for spread bets, yet, Stanford has gotten 79.6% of the money. So this is unbelievable, guys. Stanford is getting all the money, but they're getting no bets. They're getting, again, 80% of money, but only, what, 23% of bets? Talk about a huge discrepancy there. Flip it the other way, USC is getting all the bets. Public is, hey, give me a quick winner for Saturday. Okay, late with USC, 77% of bets, but they're only getting, what, 20% of the money? That is a huge reverse line move, a huge pros versus Joes matchup. Again, USC opening 11 and a half. they They're down to eight and a half. even though everybody and their mother is on USC. Uh, so this would also match to me, uh, and also with our VEASAN.com bet splits, pretty similar. Only 10% of bets are on Stanford at DraftKings. So everybody's on USC, but the line's falling to Stanford. This would also match to me a couple things I look for, unranked versus ranked. Um, again, public will always look at that um, that little number there in front of the teams, and if you're ranked and the other team isn't, boom, take USC. They're ranked 10th overall. Stanford is unranked. But I don't know. You know, USC is 1-0. and They killed Rice 66-14. Uh, but Stanford, they won their first game too. They won 41-10 to 10 over Colgate. Now, again, neither of these teams are very good. But the point of Stanford at home, unranked versus a ranked team, that's a good buy-low opportunity because public will automatically just take the team with the higher ranking. Then what I also look for uh, is conference, conference dogs. So both Stanford and USC are obviously in the Pac-12. Uh, so that familiarity, kind of like divisional dogs NFL or divisional dogs MLB, uh, kind of levels the playing field. Uh, and you also get up for these rivalry games when it comes to college. But – I'll make it very simple on you guys. Uh, We have 77% of bets on USC, but almost 80% of the money on Stanford. And the line's going to Stanford. This just absolutely was shocking to me. Give me Stanford, guys. Shop around. Uh, I got down on Stanford. Not the best number. I wish I got it earlier. But I got them plus 8.5. And and that's also a primetime dog as well. And some of these books are down. It looks like they could get down to 8. So even though you're not getting the best of it, I'd still grab the hook now. You lose by 8. You want to cover that number. But Georgia State, Texas, Stanford, they really jumped out out to me uh, for this weekend for college football. Uh, that about does it, guys. Another day, another dollar, grinding in the arena. Uh, reminder, if you enjoy the Market Insights podcast, if, you've, if it's helped you cash some bets, if you feel like since you started listening – getting a little bit sharper you're beating closing lines you're reading line movements you're picking up on you know betting systems you're taking more of a contrarian angle you're looking at you know steam reverse line moves uh line freezes whatever it may be maybe also uh you just started to stop betting parlays and uh in flatbed instead whatever it may be if the pot has helped you and you want to let me know you appreciate the hard work i put in grinding in the arena every single day then there's one thing i ask of you buy my book Go to Amazon.com, type in the Everything everything Guide to Sports Betting, pick up a copy for you or for a friend. It's got everything I've learned in the industry, guys. Uh, How lines are set, how and why they move, how to read line movement, how to locate sharp action, how to place a bet in person or online, what to say when it's your turn out the window. You don't just want to say, hey, give me the Tigers. Uh, It's like, okay, well, do you want the spread? Do you want the total? Do you want the Detroit Tigers, the Memphis Tigers, the LSU Tigers? Uh, you know, are you on the spread? How much are you betting? Again, there's a certain way to talk about it. I give it to you in the book. Um, but it's all included to help you make a, uh, hopefully smart bets and, you know, kind of make, make, actually kind of help your learning curve. Cause everyone struggles when they first start. And we let off the show saying, well, 31 States are operational. Now So a lot of people are betting for the first time. If you know someone, either yourself or someone, you know, who needs just a little bit of Intel, uh, maybe learn why you shouldn't parlay everything buy my book, get them a copy of the everything guide to sports betting. It would mean a lot to me guys. If you already have bought it. And if you're going to thank you, thank you, thank you. I really appreciate it. With that being said, whether I see you at the Borgata in Atlantic city, twin river in Rhode Island, the Brook of New Hampshire, Foxwoods or Mohegan sun down in Connecticut, hopefully before you know it, the encore in Boston. Yes. Hashtag let us bet. We did legalize that did happen. uh, We're out in, um, the biggest mobile market as of now, New York, which hopefully will be Connecticut. Uh, hopefully, will be California. If you guys vote yes, there, you Cali people, uh, going going back to Cali, Cali to vote vote yes on Prop Twenty Seven. And that was just I just came up with that um, by myself. It was, it was pretty good. Uh, but anyway, guys, or uh, you're out in the desert where the True Grinders get down, where Billy Walters senses his number runners, talking about the South Point. Again, we had three hot dogs last night, but we should add five. Uh, still annoyed by a couple of those late night losses. Uh, or don't forget uh, at circa. Sweating Sharp Contrarian plays with Stormy and the crew. Uh, getting down hard at the uh, Stadium Swim with your feet in the pool. Sipping a pina colada or indoors getting a victory burger in front of the big screen. Or Mandalay Bay or the Superbook, my two other favorite books when I go to Vegas. Wherever it may be, you're going to walk up to me. You can show me that Colorado over 11.5. That was a nice hit to start the day. Thank you, Milwaukee, for adding a couple runs late. Tampa Bay, show me that one. Philly, show me that one. Don't show me Baltimore. And whatever you do, that St. Louis under and a terrible loss. Emmanuel Classe, you were like the best closer in baseball, and you give it up to the damn Royals. Pardon my French, but that was annoying. Don't show me that Cleveland ticket. But either way, guys, I wish you the best of luck. A big Thursday. Football's back. It feels great. Uh, and Hopefully this is the first of uh, of, of, of many winners here in the NFL season. So it's great to finally get here with you guys. So I wish you the best of luck. My parting words, as always. Stay sharp. Stay contrarian. Bet against the public. Place yourself on the side of the house. Always be with the smart money, never against it. Will smart money win every time? Of course not. But if you can consistently place yourself on the sharp side, you're going to become a successful better over the long haul. Because over the long haul, forced amongst the the trees, the smart money side typically wins 55% to 60% of the time. Uh, So, of course, we can find that sweet spot. Games that fit our model against the public, with the house, with the pros, flat bet, avoid parlays, get some closing line value. If we can do that, We're going to be okay long-term, guys. So wish you the best of luck. Enjoy the NFL season opener. Let's get after it. Let's cash some tickets. Have a great night, guys. And, of course, as always, don't forget to tip your ticket writer. Good luck and hallelujah. The NFL is back.